This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So it's not hard this time of year to find reasons to venture off the board. Welcome back into BetQL Daily. I'm Chris Mack alongside Kate Constable. Presented by BetMGM, we got you covered on your free Odyssey app. Take us with you wherever you're going and whatever you're doing this summer. Big vacation time for lots of people. Joe, Aaron, Ed, they're off this week. Lots of people taking vacation around the All-Star break. It's mid-July. You're headed to, I don't know, a lake, an ocean, a gulf, a river. I don't care where you're headed to relax, whatever you're up to. A mountaintop, just a dark room somewhere. You want to do a darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers. Take us with you wherever you're going. This isn't the olden days when you're driving through the middle of nowhere and you have to scan the dial to find a radio station that suits your needs. You take BetQL with you wherever you are. live coast to coast, and like I said, anywhere in the world. Uh, So maybe there's not a ton to bet on. We just went over the All-Star game and some of our favorite bets. We'll get into some other stuff around the All-Star game and bets uh, within the All-Star game with Kenny Ducey at the top of the hour. But there's lots of non-betting angles to big news items in the last 24 to 48 hours. Let's start uh, not not far from your neck of the woods, Kate, uh, Northwestern. And Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, fired by Northwestern yesterday. They made it official after kind of taking the weekend to sit and stew on it um, with all of the hazing allegations that have come out. Now we've got other allegations about, um, I guess, racist actions and language perhaps being used within the program as well. Um This is before anybody wants to get to any kind of, well, what about Northwestern's win total? Well, Northwestern was going to be good this year anyway, three and a half wins, I think. So let's let's set that to the side. The important part of this conversation is um, we have a guy who's the face of his university. Forget just being the face of the program. It seems like not really doing all he could to stay on top of things. At least that's my two cents on the issue. I don't know if you look at it any differently, Kate, but it's hard for me to feel a ton of sympathy for guys who, like I said, are in some cases, not, not in Fitzgerald's case, but in a lot of cases, D1 basketball and football coaches are the highest paid employees in the state. They're guys making seven figures a year, eight figures in some cases, and they've got to stay on top of everything happening in their program. And if they don't, I don't know if we can let them use ignorance as a plea for uh, getting out uh, of the way of the accountability and the consequences that come with stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, you kind of just hit that on the head right there, Chris. A, a D1 coach, regardless of sport, knows everything that's going on within his program. And if he doesn't know what's going on, it's most likely because he doesn't want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So maybe you kind of turn a blind eye a little bit or you decide not to hear something when uh, – yeah. y- Someone's speaking in the other room and you're overhearing it. You, you kind of turn away. I've made that argument for, I mean, what, Rick Pitino at Louisville when all that stuff was going on. Like everyone said, this. like how do you not know that that type of stuff is happening? Same thing here at Northwestern. And Pat Fitzgerald has a, outside of this, a squeaky clean reputation. 
of everything he's done and, and the time he's been at the university and all of that. Yeah. But that means nothing when you're looking at the allegations that are being presented forward uh, and the seriousness of those, because those are first and foremost, for, first and foremost, what's most important in this whole situation. And for him not knowing that's almost just kind of seems up for debate because of yeah. the way coaches run their programs. Yeah. And, and, and if he was unaware, I think that almost might be more of an indictment, Kate, really. You don't know what's going on within your program. You don't know what the atmosphere is like in your locker room. Um, you don't, you know, you're, you're making this, this sign, this hand gesture on the sidelines that seems to be used by kids when they're kind of hazing or, you know, teasing, uh, teasing, <laughs> really not the word for it, but t taking advantage of freshmen. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I, that all adds up to either, he, he had an idea of what was going on, like you said, and just decided to turn a blind eye to it or didn't want to know or it was just out of touch with his program to an extent that a D1 head coach can't be. It reminds me on a smaller scale, and you hate to compare things like this, but like I'm a Penn State alum, and it reminds me on a smaller scale of Joe Paterno being taken down despite mm -hmm. four decades of a squeaky clean reputation because he let someone continue to exist in and around his program who was doing much worse things than anything at, at, that's being alleged at Northwestern, but never really decided to take the necessary action to take care of it. So it's disappointing, I think, in the case of Pat Fitzgerald, a guy who a lot of us as college football fans held in a pretty high regard, I think, regardless of the ups and downs of Northwestern's program. The, the other part of this is, and this is the, the, the coarser part of this conversation, which is, Northwestern's going to lose guys now. Like, Northwestern football wasn't going to be good to begin with. Now they're going to lose guys who don't want to don't deal with whatever's coming next. And I don't blame those kids. I don't blame those athletes for wanting to leave. But if Northwestern was thinking they were going to go through that typical up-and-down cycle like they kind of go through, we'll win three or four one year, then we're back in it with eight or nine wins the next year, I don't know if they hit that up cycle again anytime soon because of this turmoil. Well, you think about the, the type of students that they are recruiting – their, their pool for recruiting is already significantly smaller than the average right. university because of the academic standards at Northwestern and who they allow in. So you take a pool of what, say, a thousand kids and already that's cut down 75%. And so now yeah. you, you have those students who would be academically uh, accepted and eligible, uh, eligible with the school that now they don't want to come. So that pool is even smaller. So the success that Northwestern is going to have on the football field going forward is likely going to be a long, long time away. You also talk about who the next head coach is going to be. I think you have to bring in someone outside of the program that is not doesn't have a hand in any of this stuff whatsoever. You have to start completely yeah. fresh. And... Northwestern's not a school that if they do have success, they're going to retain a head coach like Fitzgerald. Right. Any, it's going to kind of be a stepping stone for any coach that comes in. If they're able to turn it around and have three or four years of success, then they go to a bigger school because that's the next part. Fitz was kind of an anomaly in that he played there. He wanted to be there his whole career. Right. I don't think they're going to get that again. Yeah, to bring it back to the Penn State comparison, again, they need to find their Bill O'Brien, somebody who's willing to come in, yeah. build it build it for a few years before they move on, and maybe maybe not be the guy who replaces the guy. Nobody wants to be the guy who replaces the guy. You want to be the person who replaces 
the the person who replaced the guy, I guess, uh, for lack of a better way to put it. Okay, this is a little more fun to talk about, but still, somewhere on the spectrum between ignorant and dumb, Bert Neff, <laughs> who is the guy who has brought about this entire Alabama baseball betting scandal, may not be the brightest guy in the world. People familiar with the investigation into the Alabama gambling scandal have told Sports Illustrated that Neff walked to a window uh, and wanted to bet $100,000. I believe it was actually the Bet MGM window at Great American Ballpark, I think I read. Uh, wanted to bet hundred grand on a college baseball game, Alabama-LSU. And the game had virtually no traffic, and everybody's antenna immediately went up. Like, why is this guy dropping a hundred large on on Alabama LSU? Well, it turns out he was texting with the Tides head coach, Brad Bohannon, while he was standing at the window, okay? And they were able to use the surveillance cameras in the book to zoom in on the details of their text exchange. He's standing at the book saying, Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, guys, I got to make this bet. You got to let me make this bet. I got inside <laughs> info. Oh, really? Do do you, Bert? Who's it? Well, the head coach. I'm texting him right now. Look, see? Oh, my God. This is this is way up there on the criminals or dumb scale. Well, if the surveillance can read your phone, like, I, <laughs> get, a, get a protective screen. Like, do the sketchy boyfriend thing I, where you have the the pr- pr- protective screen where like if your girlfriend's sitting next to you she can't right. read it because she of the glare see. get something yeah. i had a boyfriend like that once he ended up cheating on me that should have been a red flag right from the start That's but i mean get right get this get the screen so at least you're not getting this caught by surveillance already you're you're you know you're setting off the red flags by yeah. putting up a hundred grand on a college baseball game randomly but at least cover your bases. Right. That's what I, and I picture like, like I have a brother-in-law who's a little older, right? He's in his late fifties and he (laughs) fought on his phone because he can't see, like he's got, he's got his readers on, his glasses are down on his nose and he's got, I swear the font is like this big. It's like one letter per screen. And he's just slowly (laughs) scroll. I picture the font had to be so big on this guy's phone, Bert Neff, that they're like, oh, my God, we can read the whole conversation. He's texting the Alabama head coach. You guys believe this? We got this case locked down. So uh, more details on that uh, from Sports Illustrated. The Chiefsaholic was arrested. I don't know if you heard this. He was apparently on the lam, had removed. He's a guy who wore, I think it was the Wolf's head at Arrowhead for Chiefs games. Huge Chiefs fan. He was on the run, went all the way to California after apparently removing an ankle monitor. Now, I'm less interested in Chiefsaholic guy than I am in ankle monitor guy. And here's my question for you, Kate Constable. You're walking through the neighborhood. You're just going for a stroll, you know, getting your steps in one afternoon. It's a beautiful day. Sun's out. Getting some fresh air. And you see a guy. He's new to the neighborhood. You'd walk past this house before, and there was a, there was a, a, a real estate sign, a for sale sign in the front yard. And now there's someone new living there. And he's out front watering the grass maybe getting his mail, grabbing the garbage cans on garbage day to take him back in. And you notice he's got an ankle monitor on. Do you instantly blow by that guy? Or are you now even more intrigued that you have to almost stop and have a conversation? I mean, part of me would want to blow by that guy and be terrified. 
but I am oddly fascinated in like criminal yes. activity and uh, prison systems and, you know, Lock Up Raw used to be my favorite nighttime show, like oh, late man. night. So yeah. I would probably have to at least figure out his name. That way I could go home and Google him and see what he did. That way I knew if I should continue walking by the house or just stay completely clear. That would be my approach. That's probably a good call. You're right. Uh, do some background work, then decide if yeah. you really want to go in on asking the questions yourself. Let Google be your that's guide. That's a journalist in me, right? That, that is. That's a good call. You know what? This is why, yeah. you know, this is why we need you here, Kate, to bring some intelligence back to the conversation. Because I'd just walk up to the guy and be like, what'd you do? What's the ankle bracelet <laughs> for? And then I'd probably end up in his basement or something. Who knows? Um, so... We've got to talk all-star game bets. We gave you some of our favorite plays earlier. We do it with Kenny Ducey of the Action Network, friend of BetQL Daily, and we do that next. Be sure to follow us at BetQL Daily on social media. It is BetQL Daily alongside Kate Constable. I'm Chris Mack, presented by BetMGM, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Kenny Ducey, next.